0: K-A-Y-T, 88.1 FM, 70,000 watts of gospel power. <laughs> power, beaming on the blue mountains of Mississippi and the flat plains of West Texas and the beaches and bodies of Louisiana, K-A-Y-T, 88.1 FM. to hatter pastor of the word christian center in alexandria louisiana i invite you to stay tuned as i share a powerful message from god's word that will change your life it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes out of the mouth of god and now here's today's message Praise God. I want to talk to you today about using your time wisely. I'll talk to you about time management. Using your time wisely. Using your time wisely. There are basically two types of time mentioned in the Bible, two primary times. One is the general passage of time, time in general. There's a word for it in the Bible called chronos. Chronos just is a general passage of time. The other is a specific, definite, appointed time called Kairos. It's a Kairos time. It is a definite, specific, it is an appointed time for things to happen. We are all in this place this morning because of Kairos, not Kronos. Kairos is God's appointed time and place, for things that take place in your life. Christ's return to the earth is determined by Kairos. We know Jesus is coming back, right? Yes, he is. There is a set time, yes. a specific time. Just like before he came, the Bible says, when the fullness of Kairos was come. God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those that were under the law. So Jesus didn't just appear at any time. That's right. He didn't just go eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I think I'll go now. No, there was a set time for him to appear in history. And guess what? You're here today because of Kairos. This is a set time, 830, specific time, specific date. You're in Alexandria or wherever you live in surrounding areas, not by Kronos, but because of Kairos. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 17 that God determined ahead of time the boundaries of our habitation. Glory God. He determined the time that you would appear in history. Yes. I often wonder why I wasn't born in Moses' day. Wasn't my time. I might have been a knucklehead in Moses' day. (laughs) I wasn't born in Jesus' day, the time he walked the earth, because I might have been a Pharisee. So I'm grateful that I'm born in this time. And then God set the boundaries. Why don't I live in Africa or Asia or South America or France? Because God before has determined the boundaries of my habitation. Now, if you're in the will of God, you'll be in the place God wants you in. But if you're not in the will of God, you might end up somewhere else. And, you know, that's why things happen to people sometimes. There's two reasons why bad things happen to people. Number one, because they're in the will of God. And number two, because they ain't. But if you're having bad times because you're in the will of God, then you have an approved affliction. Yes. Right. Hallelujah. Yes. It means that God has approved your trouble. Yes. And he's taking responsibility for it, and he'll see you through it. But if you're out there on your own, and you're out of the will of God, then I'm going to tell you, you're just on your own. And you're just living by the mercy of God the mercies of God, Jeremiah said, it is of the compassion of the Lord and the mercies of the Lord that we are not consumed. So if you're out of the will of God, not doing what God called you to do, and you think that you're just getting by, doing it your way, and ain't nothing happening to you, I'm going to tell you, don't be foolish. Don't be stupid. It's just the mercy of God keeping you. Amen. I don't live somewhere else because God appointed this place to me. He appointed this location, Central Louisiana, for me to live. I prayed. I sought him about it. And he told me when I was 21 years old, I wasn't even looking at coming back to Central Louisiana because I had job offers in other places, and I was praying about those places, but I wasn't praying about this place. But through my, uh, you know, just seeking God, God revealed to me one day, he said, he told me, I'm sending you back home, and this is where you're going to work. He told me about the paper mill. And he told me why he was sending me back here. I know why I'm here. You're supposed to know why you're here. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory Glory to God. So, Kairos is an appointed place. It's a specific place, a specific time. And God wants you to realize that you're not here by accident. You're not here by what people call fate. You know, you can believe in all of that, but I'm going to tell you, the only thing less legitimate is what's in the word. It's the only legitimate truth that there is you appeared in history at an appointed time and date, appointed by God. Now, I was born, and my mama can tell you what time it was that they announced I'm here. I don't remember that part. 3.45 a.m. I was born on the fourth watch of the night. When spiritual activity is high. Jesus came walking on the wall on the fourth watch of the night. Yeah, a lot of things happen then between 3 and (laughs) 6. Now, God determined that because my mama couldn't say October 12th, 2 o'clock, he coming. Can't nobody set that time. Right? Right? Right. You just estimate about. God determines the time you're born. After that, how long you live on this earth to a large degree is not determined by God. Guess who it's determined by? It's determined by you. The date you depart, God knows the date you're leaving, but he don't all the time decide the day you're leaving. You know what decides how long you live? How you live. How you live, the decisions and the choices that you make with the life that you've been given. Determines how long you live on this earth. Mm. People make decisions. We live in a fallen world. Accidents happen. You know, Jesus even talked about a time that I think 18 men died because a tower they was building fell. He said, Do you think they were all wicked that died? He said, I say not, nah, they wasn't. Some of them was good people. Things happened. Uh, And I'll give you another example. When the children of Israel refused to go into the promised land, they fixed the amount of time that they had on the earth. Because the Lord said that 40 years you're going to stay in this wilderness and everybody 20 years and older, you're going to be dead within 40 years. You're not going in. So everybody 20 years and older, their time limit was fixed right then. They knew they were going to get no older than 40 more years was the limit on how long they had to live, except two of them. Faith made a difference in the length of their life. Now, I could go on and on, but that ain't my message. The duration of your life is often not decided totally by God, but by the choices or decisions that we make with how we use the time that God has given to us. It's extremely important that we use our time wisely, because the Scripture says you can use it foolishly. So you have a choice in how you decide to use your time. Time should be used developing and increasing the gifts and talents that God has placed in you. God's put something on the inside of every person. All you got to do is look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. We are his workmanship created in Christ under good works, which God has before ordained. He ordained good works for you to do. He put gifts inside of you. In fact, the scripture said he went ahead of us and he prearranged things for us. He made things ready for us. So for you, the plan has been set. It's just depending on how closely you're going to follow it. Are you going to deviate totally from it? Are you going to just kind of hit and miss with it? You know, all of that determines the level of blessing that you have in your life, the length of your life, all of that. Because some people have died because they disobeyed. And some people have lived long because they have obeyed. And some people live long just because it's God's mercy. Amen. Amen. Time should be used on activities that are related to your destiny and your purpose. Now, if you don't know why you're here, then you are not going to know how to manage your time properly. Everybody ought to be in a pursuit of saying, God, what did you put me on this earth for? Why am I here? And once he give you a clue and a hint and reveal it to you, then you should be spending most of your time developing that gift, pursuing that gift, developing it, working it, moving in that direction. shouldn't be wasting time. Don't waste time, because wasted time is time spent on things that don't contribute to your future or your destiny that God has for you. Now, we're all familiar with this. I want to share this with you from the standpoint of time, Matthew chapter 25, scripture I want you to look at is 19, but we're going to go back up a little bit, look at verse number 14, it says, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants, and delivered unto them his goods, now these are things that have been entrusted to you, and unto one he gave five talents to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he which had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. And he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And he talking about money management right here. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with the money he put in your hands? Look at verse 19. After a long time, after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckon with them. That means he called them into account. After a long time. So to me, faithfulness can't be proved in the hall. It takes a while to develop or to really see faithfulness in a person's life. That's why you don't get promoted in one month. That's right. People have to look at you a while unless you got some really unusual gifts and talents that have already been proven, and people can see them. The Lord will give you time to develop whatever gifts he put in you. He will give you time to learn how to manage what he placed under your authority. After a long time, he came back. He said, now, give account of your stewardship. Tell me what you did with what I gave you. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou delivered unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, well done, thou good. And faithful servant, thou has been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also that received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered unto me two talents. Behold, I've gained two other talents besides them. And his Lord said unto him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou has been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. This time about being faithful now. He said, this, this is managing what's been given. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that thou art a hard man, reaping where you've not sown and gathering where you've not strawed. And I was afraid. There's a fear right there. I was afraid and went. And hid your talent in the earth, and, lo, there thou hast that is thine. He hid his talent in the earth. That means that whatever God had given to him and trusted to him, let's take our eyes off the money he had. Let's look at his life. How do you hide your life in the earth? You get involved with things that don't contribute to your destiny. If you have a talent given to you by God, a gift from God, or an assignment that God has given you, and you spend time doing other things, you're hiding it. You're hiding your talent in the earth. That means that what God has entrusted to you, what he's committed to you, even what he's planted on the inside, you've taken and hidden it from the world by not developing it. You're hiding it. You can hide whatever God gives to you if you don't use it properly. And it will never come into view of the people that's around you. And it will never be the blessing that God intended it to be if you waste it, if you waste your time. We got, an, we got an illustration of that from the Bible. When you look at the prodigal son, he took his father's inheritance. And what did he do? He went and wasted it on riotous living he didn't manage his time he didn't manage the talent he didn't manage the resources that he had and what did he do he went down you could say that he hid what god had given to him he went and hid it in the earth and he lost it he lost it all thank god for a merciful father that let him come back home you know, they got some mean fathers out there that say, boy, you lost everything I worked hard for. I don't even know you no more. You're no longer my son. They got people that disown you. Don't come back home. Ain't nothing here for you. But thank God God ain't that way. That you can literally come back to him with nothing. <laughs> and he'll receive you and treat you like a king. But that ain't the best because there's a lot of pain on that road. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you got to eat with the pigs, that's demoralizing. That's a lot of shame and embarrassment. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of hurt when friends walk away from you. Who want to live that kind of life where you got nobody that care about you? That the hogs care more about you than the people. My God. How do you know the hogs care more? Because the hogs let them eat with them. <laughs> Even the hog moved over and said, go ahead and have you. <laughs> You have some of this slop that we're eating. You need a bed, go over there. We got a mud hole over there. Let's go lay in the mud. I'll share my hole with you. You want to live in a hog bin? They'll let you live there. A hog will let you live with him. you go going get right in the hog bin. They'll be better than you than some people. And all they'll do every now and is grunt at you. <laughs> 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 yeah, all you get, they show their disability, mm-hmm, I love you. <laughs> 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 all right, let's keep reading here. So he, what did he do? He wasted, he wasted all his time because right. he was afraid and because he was lazy. My Lord. Now, I just had to bring that out because it's the truth. One of the reasons why he didn't multiply what God had given him was because he was too lazy to work. Right. Because Jesus called him a wicked and a slothful servant. Slothful means lazy, slothful means don't care attitude. He didn't care. That means why the mother boys out there using their time. Using what God is working, making deals. I mean making it happen. They multiplying. This old fella here sitting back here watching TV. Entertaining himself. He ain't had no TV back then, but you know, he watching something. You know, I wonder what he's doing. They ain't had nothing. You know what I'm talking about? No lights, nothing. What the fuck fella did? He must have just slept all the time. Just laid back, didn't do anything. After a long time, the Lord came back and called him into account. All of us are going to give an account for how we spend our time. Believe me, you're going to give an account. I'm going to give an account. I'm giving an account of my time today. I already judge myself you got to judge yourself. Am I using my time wisely? Am I managing the time that I have? Do you know you can literally spend time like money? Yeah. Yeah. The Lord showed me this. I have a $100 bill here. I'm going to make a decision how I'm going to spend it. I'm going to make a decision how I'm going to use this. Now, I can use this for noble purposes, or I can use this for... Ignoble purposes. For bad. I can use this for good or for bad. Can't I? Now, you can do the same thing with time. Let's just say you wake up tomorrow, you ain't got to go to work, and you got four hours before anything's supposed to happen. You got four hours to spend. And you make a decision how you're going to spend it. You can spend it doing good, or you can spend it doing bad. And it's your decision. Now, the Lord will help you with your decision and may even give you an instruction and say, I want you to do this. But then you still are the decision maker. And if you say, no, I ain't doing that, you know what? He ain't going to make you. But whatever action, whatever you put into it is what you're going to get back. Now, if I spend this, I'm exchanging this for something. Right? Right? unless I'm just sowing it, and then I'm still exchanging it for something. If I'm giving it, then I'm exchanging it for the blessing that's coming back to the blessing I get out of of being a blessing to somebody else. So I'm on every time I sow something, something coming back to me. So every time you make a decision about your time, you're going to get something back from the investment that you made. If you made a bad investment of your time, you're going to reap a bad harvest going to come back to you. If you use your time for things that glorify God, then things that glorify God will come back to you. Pressed down, shaking together, running over. Now, that's the way God bless you. But But I'm going to tell you, when you're in the devil's kingdom, you don't get nothing back but heartache and pain and misery. He can't give you nothing good because he ain't got nothing good. An evil tree can't bring forth good fruit and an evil devil can't bring forth no good blessing. Amen? Amen. Amen. We make decisions about how we're going to spend our time every day. Decisions determine path and course of action. From that time, an example in the Bible would be uh, would be Judas in Matthew chapter twenty six. The Scripture says that from that time Judas sought opportunity to betray Jesus. So something happened in Judas' life. Yeah, that's right. Something happened, and the Scripture says from that time. He sought to betray Jesus. That means that some event took place, something Judas heard, something he saw, something that that happened that he didn't approve of made him change his course of action. And I went back when I saw that, I said, well, let me find out what happened. But something happened in his life that made him make a different decision. From that time, the scripture says, he sought to betray him. So that means that betrayal wasn't in his heart all them years. When he started out with Jesus, he wasn't thinking about betraying Jesus. Yeah, I'm going to be the one set him up. No, he wasn't thinking like that. Something happened. I'll tell you what happened. The woman came in with a box of alabaster with precious ointment in it. And she poured it on Jesus' head. She anointed him for his burial. And not just Judas, but all the disciples were mad at her. And they all said, why did she waste this good ointment on Jesus when we could have sold it and given the money to the poor? See, they had no concept of what was going on. They didn't understand the purpose Therefore, their thinking was so wrong that they would have taken another course of action. But what Judas did, when it happened, Judas was the only one that said, you know what? Jesus shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have let her waste that stuff like that. I thought he was better than that. So you could say that he was disappointed. Disappointment, heartache, pain, offense, People talking about you, people that hurt your feelings, many times events that happen in your life that are not favorable to you can sometimes, if you're not watchful, will cause you to make decisions that put you on a bad path. And you think it's the right path. Because right after that, guess what Judas did? He went and found some Pharisees and say, what will y'all give me to turn him over to you? And the Bible says they covenant, they agreed together for 30 pieces of silver. He said, okay, done deal. And the Bible says all the time that Judas was with him after that, he was looking for the opportunity to betray Jesus. This has everything to do with your time. If you hear something, you have something (laughs) revealed to you, or an event that takes place in your life, You have to handle it right. You don't let disappointments, hurt feelings, and the actions of other people dictate how you're going to spend your time like Judas did. Now, Joseph is a good example of somebody who did it right. Now, Joseph had all kinds of disappointment, but he still made decisions about how he's going to spend this time. He said, you know what? I've been sold. My brother sold me, separated me from my mom and daddy, took me from my family, sold him to a traveling band. They got into Egypt. And then he got sold again. He twice sold. He a two-time slave. <laughs> then Potiphar takes him in his household and Joseph could've sulked and say, I ain't gonna mount to nothing. And could have been the worst servant that the man had. But guess what? He used his time. He was faithful with the time the man gave him. If the man gave him a job, Joseph took advantage of the opportunities that he had. And he did well. He made a decision. I might have not been treated right, but I'm going to do my job right. I'm going to be faithful in serving this man. And guess what? The man kept raising him up until he's running a household. Same thing happened. Then he got accused, falsely accused. How many of y'all been falsely accused? See, you can let false accusation put you on the wrong path. You may end up in a lot of trouble because somebody lied on you. But what did Joseph do? He put him in jail, and he just kept that same attitude, his focus on God, the destiny, those dreams that God gave him. I believe that he just held on to them. Somehow, God's going to bring this to pass. And he stayed faithful, and before you know it, he running in the jailhouse. So he goes from running one man's house to running the household of a whole nation. Because then we see that he got promoted out of the jail to the palace. He was faithful in managing one house, one household, He proved faithful in managing the few. Now he's qualified because he's faithful with the one, the little, the insignificant. And now Pharaoh hands him the keys to the kingdom and say, you are second in command. Nobody has more authority than you. And he just kept on being faithful. He kept managing his time, managing his talent, managing the resources that God gave him. I'm going to tell you, you got to look at how you're spending your time, because the devil can steal from you that way. If he can get you doing things and wasting time, then that's another way that he steals from you and robs you. Amen? Don't get involved in things that don't contribute to your destiny. Develop the gifts that God's placed in you. listening to Living by the Word with your host, Greg Tejada, pastor of the Word Christian Center in Alexandria, Louisiana. I trust that you receive received the Word of God that will change your life and make you strong. This message is available for a gift of $8 postage paid. If you would like a copy of today's message, call us at 318-442-8100. That's 318-442-8100. Or write us at P.O. Box 13195, Alexandria, Louisiana 71315. We invite you to join us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 a.m. and on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. for worship service we